El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Welcome to You Don't Even Like This Show. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to host a podcast called Unpopular Opinion, and that podcast was this podcast. But then, everyone else in the world decided they liked the name Unpopular Opinion a lot too, so we changed the name to You Don't Even Like This Show. Each week, me and a couple of guests selected from a pool of the absolute sharpest minds the LA entertainment scene has to offer use this here space to talk about whatever the hell we want. News, pop culture, politics, information, you name it, we talk about it. And sometimes my co-host Jeff May is here too. It's a blast. You're going to love it. Hey everybody, welcome to You Don't Even Like This Show, a show about news, information, politics, pop culture, weaponry, whatever we want to talk about. Honestly, this week, we're talking about music. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me is co-host, ooh, my favorite co-host of all, no co-host, but I do have my co-host from another podcast here. I'm just very territorial. Andy Sell and Travis Clark are here. <clears throat> Hell yeah, we are. Yeah, Not as co-hosts. Co-host. We're just here as like buddies. We're yeah. just hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. There's too much pressure. Whenever we get together as co-hosts, I just feel like it's too much pressure it's not really, you know, I'd rather just be buds. Yeah, we're vibing. We're, we're all in the same room. We took a bunch of acid before this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's going to be really interesting. Most of that's not true. We're vaping. Yeah, we're going to go down into our um, nitrous oxide pit and just like huff for a little <laughs> bit and then come up and talk about shit. <laughs> oh, that's a Fleetwood Mac reference, everybody. Then we're going to take a trip on our speedboats. We're going to go to a Chinese restaurant and dump water on each other. Everyone should be listening to the You Don't Even Like This Band Fleetwood Mac season that's happening right now. If you're a subscriber, if you're not a subscriber, it'll be out for free soon. I need to put that first Fleetwood Mac season up now that we're doing the second one. Hey, maybe I'll do that soon. Yeah. And you better listen to it because otherwise you're not going to understand it when we start playing Chariots of Fire at the end of this episode and Adam hands out Coke to all of us. Yeah. In slow motion. Yeah, that's going to be completely lost on people. Yeah. Or when Andy's eye pops out because I handed him a haunted doll. <laughs> or when a man blowing a harmonica comes and kills all of us. Yeah. It's just going to be really strange. Yeah, I trust these are all Fleetwood Mac references most people are not familiar with. So there you go. <laughs> I don't know. There was that VH1 behind the music about the harmonica killer. <laughs> that's true. So... We're talking about music this week. We're talking about the best music of 2023. Which is no music. Oh, no. Sorry. Yeah, there's no good music on the radio (laughs) these days, man. Steely Dan is all five of my picks. (laughs) We would normally do this as like a list cast, but streaming live on YouTube and playing music at the same time is a dicey proposition that will sometimes get your live stream shut down in the middle of your live stream. And also, it's the end of the year. Who's trying to compete? Leave that for college football teams. We're trying to chill, you know? <laughs> yeah, we don't have any bowl games. Yeah. It's relaxation time for us. We're 
enter in the draft after this. So we're taking the end of the year off. <laughs> oh, damn, man. Is Selective Services back again? No, the NBA draft. NFL, oh, stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we're already out of the playoffs. So we're just going to talk about some of our favorite songs, favorite albums of the year. Real casual-like. We'll play some of them. I'm not going to go in the order that I have them listed for Travis and Andy and literally no one else. No one else can see this list. I want to start with a band that is very near and dear to my heart. And they are also very sadly no longer a band. Yeah, that's fucking bummer, man. This song is called Beyond the Void. It is my favorite song off one of my favorite albums this year which is Desire Pathway by Screaming Females. One of my favorite bands. I saw them twice in concert, and I say that past tense because they just broke up. And, oh, man, am I bummed. I'm glad I got to see them one last time this year. But I'm really sad that I never got to see them now. Yeah. Travis, did you ever see Screaming Females? I'm trying to think. I feel like I did, but then, like, I don't know when that would have been. So I, I, don't, I think I've seen, like, video of them performing live, but I don't think I've seen them in person. Yeah. I've seen females screaming. <laughs> Jesus, Andy. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, Marissa Paternoster, the front person of this band is such an amazing guitar player. Like if you start anywhere with screaming females, look up their cover of because the night, which is a duet with them and the band garbage. And the solo she plays at the end of that is so fucking rad. Oh, it's so good. I'm going to miss the shit out of this band. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, they they were putting out a lot of good stuff recently. Like, this album is so good. The, was it at 2016 they had a really incredible album? Or am yeah. I thinking at 2018? I think it was closer 2020, to 2018, something like that. But, yeah, they had an album called All at Once before this. Yeah. That, that was the first album that... That was the album that got me into them. Mm -hmm. But they've also got an album called Rose Mountain that I think might be my favorite. A listener who I don't, I never know if listeners want me to like name them. Like, I don't know if they're on the run from the law, but thank you to the listener who went to a Screaming Female show earlier this year and got me the EP that they put out before Desire Pathway. It's called Clover. And they only sold it at their live shows. And a listener got me a copy of it and got it signed by Marissa. Oh, wow. And that was very nice. And that song was called Beyond the Void. I think it's the best song on their most recent album. And uh, I hope they do other shit. Yeah, they got to go do new projects, right? They're not going to, like... Pull yeah. the, and now I'm a painter and I, I only make art this way, right? Yeah. I, I mean, look, if you want to paint, paint. I, I'm not going to tell the no, screaming I'm just females saying that, what to do. 
that happens. There's people who go, I'm done with this medium and I do that instead. Yeah. I don't know. They're, I, I don't think that's where they're at. I hope. Yeah. When yeah. Yaysayer broke up, which also bummed me out, like one half of, cause they had like two front men basically. And mm-hmm. one of them just like immediately made a solo album. And the other one was like, I do commercials now. Like, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, who can blame them? I'm a, like I've, I've been in stand-up comedy. I know how it works. Sometimes it yeah. really is. Fuck this. Mm-hmm. Also with this band in particular, like this album so good. And if you're going to go out, you know, go out on top, go out with an incredible yeah. release. Yeah. Yeah. It really was great. It's a great album. We'll link to all of this. Mm-hmm. We'll put together a playlist or something. I don't know. That's the, that's the Ooh. move. Yeah. We'll do, I mean, do a playlist. I mean, at least we'll do a playlist with as many songs as we can include <laughs> on that playlist, which takes us to Andy's first song. <laughs> well, I might as well start with the the song that you won't be able to put on that playlist, probably. At Minneapolis bummer metal band Wilbur put out an EP, demo EP this year on Bandcamp. And like I this is the only metal I'm going to put on this list. There was a lot of incredible metal this year. It was a really fucking great year for metal. And I listened to a shitload of it, but like one song that I kept coming back to do over and over again was this song. And they, they're very much like a doom and stoner band, but this song is one 800. I feel like shit. And, uh, it basically kind of more or less was my mood the entire year. So, I listen to this song a lot. And um, yeah, Minneapolis local. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not mad at this. Yeah, I like the feel of it. I, I, my only critique so far is I don't think 1 800 I feel like shit is a real phone number. <laughs> I don't know, Travis, if you tried calling. I it. haven't. You know, that's a good point. I haven't tried yet. Well, and with that attitude, you're never going to know. That's true. Yeah. Most of their songs on the CP are named like, I think they have a song called um, Me, Myself, and Irie. They have Flowers for Alger Bong. They have um, the 420th of July. Like a lot of, you know, stoner <laughs> bands do that with just the stoner puns. And I love that. But this song, nope, 1-800, I feel like shit. And the chorus is, why doesn't it change? Why doesn't it change? I feel like shit every day. And hey, 2023 in a fucking nutshell. They played a bunch of live shows here, but I haven't seen them yet. They're a new band. Uh, It's the uh, metal project of a local uh, musician that goes by the name Diegetic. That name sounds familiar. I'm sure that that uh, they listen to the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, this definitely I, and I'm still has, not really going to a lot of concerts. Their 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 singer definitely just exudes. I also love Fleetwood Mac, so I would yeah I would say they probably listen to us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is very very Christine McVie here. It's very Lindsay That's Buckingham. A, yeah. yeah, is this not a Fleetwood Mac cover? <laughs> <laughs> no, they actually do though. The demo EP ends with an Enya cover. 
Uh, oh, I like that. Which was really fun the day that I was blasting that in the apartment, and my partner was like, I know this song. <laughs> was it Sail Away? No, it was... Um, Sorry, Orinoco Flow. It's not Orinoco Flow. Mm. It's a deeper cut. But, uh, yeah, I love the <laughs> vocals on this. I love the, like, raspy vocals, the bong hit vocals. Yeah, it does... That does sound like a bong being ripped. (laughs) (laughs) It feels like every next lyric is going to be, you hit it. Like, it feels like that's... (laughs) Oh, I just got a great fucking idea. (sighs) How do you... Yeah, how do you even start singing like this? Do you just, like, show up for, like, choir in grade school and... This is what comes out. People are like, holy shit, son. You're on a different track. You swallow a ton of water, maybe put a maybe you swallow a tea bag, and then you just hold a lighter under your belly. Mm. And then you have somebody suck through your mouth. Yeah, oh, that makes uh, sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean I, I have nothing to add to that except uh you should demonstrate that. You know, I appreciate that it's one eight hundred I feel like shit. Because yeah. If you feel like shit already, you're not going to want to spend on a 900 number. Like that no. one seems like it would have been the more obvious choice for a title. And that they got this number early. So there's, it's not 1888, I feel like shit, or 1877, <laughs> yeah. I feel like shit. It's like, this is the original I feel like shit number. Yeah. Yeah, if you feel like shit, this is who you call. Yeah, there's no dot biz here. This is <laughs> feel like pure. shit dot net. Unadulterated. And also, listen. I tell you. Not to be that guy. Okay? okay? Not to push my glasses up and be like, oh, I'm actually. But 1-800, I feel like shit. Way too many numbers. That's what I said. Well, I said it now just to, just now, too. And that's what, that's what makes it so cool. <laughs> yeah. Why are you being this way, Travis? I don't know, because I kind of feel like shit, I think is probably the reason. Oh, do I have the number number. for you? Hey, I've got a phone number for you to call, buddy. Yeah, I felt like shit a lot this year, and so I called this number a ton. Okay, and what happened? (laughs) Um, Do you feel better? I felt a little less like shit, actually. Yeah. Yeah, this song helped me feel less like shit. So, well, this, sorry, this song and weed. That song is also very long. So, all right, I called that number yeah. and it and no one picks up. Yeah, it's and it's here's yeah. the thing: they're uh, all ri- heavy rips, no solos, no solos. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, let me let me check my voicemail. Did you leave me a voicemail? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you call one eight hundred. I feel like shit. Andy just picks up. He's like, "Hey guys, what's up? It's me. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's up?" Travis, what is what is the first song you would like to talk about? I'm gonna go with uh, a band called Sunfish out of uh, Park City, Utah, and they did a cover of Soul Coughing's Super Bon Bon. I saw them perform this this year, and it is it's just so fun. Yeah, this is a very fun song. Also, not a ton of views. Two hundred and four. That's surprising. I, I I don't know if they're a big YouTube band, but they they're an ama- 
If for some reason you're in the area where Sunfish it tours and comes through, go see them live. They're so much fun. They have so much energy. And I really feel like they're going to blow up and become like a much bigger band because they just, they're just, they're skilled, they're fun, and they're driven. Yeah, this is a very fun song. And like it just, this is how they ended their set when I saw them. And like, you know, when you see a band and like they, they play a great set, everything's great. And then they, they just pick that perfect song to go out on where you're just like, this was the best fucking night ever. That's yeah. how I felt when I saw them. I mean, I'm, I'm getting pretty old. So for me to have that moment, it needs to be like the second or third to last song the band played. <laughs> Because that's when I usually head for the car. That was our mistake when we saw Metallica. We stayed for the whole yeah, thing and then had to escape Inglewood after. Good luck. I love soul coughing. I do too, and, and I, I love, love that <laughs> kids in and their early 20s covers. are like, I love this music too so much that I want to cover it. Like, these guys are all really, really young. Mm hmm. You know, it's kind of like there was this big screamo revival uh, a few years back. Probably, honestly, it's probably like ten years ago when it's really started now. And it was like a bunch of the obscure bands that I listened to when I was in my early twenties suddenly were like rediscovered by like people much younger than me that were in their twenties now, and were like starting all these bands. And it was really cool to be like, oh shit, the kids are listening to Page Ninety Nine. They're gonna be all right. And now it's like, yeah, the kids are listening to Soul Coughing. I'm in. Yeah, this song slaps. It's it super fun. And like, this is when I got to learn, like I got to be like the, like I was the oldest guy at the show by a mile. And it was fun to find out like <laughs> there's a new uh, genre called like glitch grunge where it's like you play grungy style music, but you add like noises to it. And like, that, the kids love it. So I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> Glitch grunge. I love that. Yeah. I, I love that. It's like new metal all over again. <laughs> yeah, this is an interesting solo. It's, yeah. It, I mean, Soul Coughing was a pretty strange band. I'm not that familiar with them. They were very different. They were kind of niche, but they were also like very quintessentially 90s. And I can see them being a band that like people being into 90s culture who didn't experience it, I can see it being a band they would like grab onto more so than more popular bands from the time. Yeah. Yeah, what was their other big song, Andy? Do you remember? Because I get them and Cake interlaced in my mind well, the, at the time. There was, uh, I think it was called Circles. Oh yeah, the, I don't mean the, to yeah. walk around in circles. Yeah, yeah. And then another kind of like deeper cut that was a little more popular was the what is it? Screenwriters Blues. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Which is awesome. <laughs> so that's Sunfish uh, again. I can't recommend seeing them live enough and checking out their uh, their output. They have a few albums out. Yeah, that was awesome. I'm into it. I'm gonna listen to more. Yeah, I'm gonna listen to them and Soul Coughing. I'm not. Nice. Super familiar with soul coughing. At the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to sync it up, take a bunch of acid. Fucking dark side of the moon, baby. 
All right. <laughs> I want to talk about Jason Isbell. Oh, cool. He is. Did you ever love a woman with a he's just one of the best songwriters working today, like in the entire world. His albums are always an event because they're always good. They are always really fucking good. He put an album out this year called Weather Veins. Death Wish is the first single from Weather Veins. And it's just such a good demonstration of who he is as a songwriter. Like, this is some cinematic shit. It's about, like, it's clearly about a woman who is struggling with meth addiction. And, God, he like, he's in a former addict himself. He's been in recovery for a long time. And you can tell he's singing from, even if it's not a place of, like, personal experience, like, this is someone he's known, even if it's, like, an amalgamation of a few people he's known. And, God, there's just so many, like, I love the production on this song. I love the drums. Like, this is, it's one of my favorite Jason Isbell songs ever. And that's saying a lot, because he's got a lot of output. He was in Drive-By Truckers, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Listen to that shit. They were good. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> What's the difference in a breakdown and a breakthrough? What a fucking line. God damn it, he's good. We also follow each other on uh, Twitter, currently known as X. So, hey, I guess I got people I know on my list, too. You know? He doesn't answer my DMs. <laughs> so, so you're like, oh yeah, internet so, buddies. I get it, right? You guys could like bro out at a show, and he did at one point put me on the list for his show at the Roxy in LA. Come on, I DM'd him on Twitter. Wow, and because it was a, that's See, a, I, <laughs> what? John Darnielle from the Mountain Goats follows me on Twitter and is like engaged with me a couple times and retweeted me a couple times. But I like I sent him a DM not long ago asking if he wanted to be a guest on another podcast and n- never heard back. Yeah, yeah, we tried to get Jason Isbell on the pod, and his people were like, "We're very sorry, but no." So I get it. <laughs> what did you tweet about the CIA? No, <laughs> exactly. So, Death Wish by Jason Isbell. I, I fucking love good. that song. I want to be clear. I'm not like throwing shade on John. The guy, I'm sure John Darnielle is very busy. <laughs> I'm not saying yeah. fuck that guy for not responding to me at all. I didn't expect him to respond to me. No, that, that ship has sailed. Um, you and you and that guy got beef now. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah but let's, clear, let's, let's. You're muted. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm probably I'm a lot of people muted me, let's be honest. <laughs> uh and I'm I don't take it personally, but let's just say there's a reason there's no mountain goat songs on my on my list this year. Mm, got them. Maybe Andy. next time you'll respond to my DM and I'll put Great Pirates on the on the best of list. Oh, but now you just mentioned it. So people they already got oh, fuck, the wide delts bump. Forget that song. Ah, oh, damn it. That's a great song though. 
Yeah. Uh, and I don't mean that. Speaking of most of the stuff on my list, I, I, I we were talking about this before we started recording. I'm it's there's so much great music this year that there was a lot of pressure for me to. So I mostly just went with artists I kind of know or have like are like lower, uh, lesser known. Um, and most of the people I know or have some connection to. Okay. Uh, so I'll just say we'll go to my next one and it's going to be, let's go David, David Shane Smith. Um, who's been one of my favorite musicians and songwriters for fucking a long, long time since I knew him in LA. Um, check out his song eyes. It's one of my favorite songs of all time, but he released an album like last week called corporeal and this is butterflying and it's my favorite song on the album and it's just so haunting and like quietly startling yeah it's it's a very lovely song and i don't mean this in a, a negative way towards you at all andy i was just surprised that this is stuff you listen to like i i i picture you as more of a wilbur guy yeah i mean look i wanted to put a lot of heavier metal on my list but uh, but I also like this kind of stuff. And it, it, I used to experience him playing this kind of music live all the time in LA. And I miss that because uh, he's such a great performer. He's so talented. And yeah, he takes this stuff that's, you know, quiet, soft, beautiful, and makes it seem a little urgent and weird. And I love it feels like you're like a connoisseur of sad. You either like it heavy and sad or slow and sad. Yeah, that's 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 probably accurate. Okay. I like the title Butterflying. Like, I know I'm yeah. not supposed to picture little sticks of butter with wings, but I am. Is that not what this is about? Ooh. That's what I was picturing. Yeah. Little, little cute little sticks of butter flying hey. through the air. David Shane Smith, if you're listening to this merch idea right there. Yep. Get that Butterflying XY Delts collabo shirt in the merch booth. ASAP. (laughs) When butterflies, baby, that's when it'll happen. (laughs) Is that all him doing the harmonies? Or does he have a a, a band? Uh, I believe so. Wow. No, he it's he mostly does so. Wait, are you? Oh, he he mostly does solo stuff. In fact, I think every time I've seen him play, if it wasn't him like backing another band, it was always just him doing like with samplers and pedals and everything. You know. Yeah, I was gonna ask: Is he one of those types who has like a like fucking clink a glass and then hit a button and that's like. A sound throughout the whole song. Yeah, I actually am way into that shit. I've I've never not once seen it and been like, oh, that sucks. It's always cool. Yeah, no, exactly. You always love that. Yeah, and it's better than like a magic trick because a magic trick, you're like, oh, technically you're lying to me. I'm just buying into how what the setup is. Whereas like the loop based stuff is like, I'm watching you create this. You're not pretending. You're not creating this from like found sounds. It's it's fascinating yeah. to watch that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a skill unto yeah. itself. Wow, this is a pretty cool song. Reminds me of Bone Iver right? a little bit, but 
without the auto tune. Yeah, <laughs> without the auto tune and maybe a little darker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bonivar is a little dark. Well, Bonivar gets pretty dark. <laughs> yeah, I fuck with Bonivar. It's a good song. I love it. That's cool, yeah. man. So, it is a little. And you brought some. You brought some length. I that. brought some longer songs. You, you sure did. That song's got. What can I say? I smoked a lot of weed this year. <laughs> this year? Oh, just this year, huh? <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, uh, Travis, what do you? On what do you to got me. Next? Well, it'd be uh, off-brand for me, not to mention Queens of the Stone Age, especially since they put out one hell of a record this year. And it is a great record. I love every song on it, but Made to Parade is probably the one that I just listen to all the damn time. Yeah, this is a cool song. People, people were mad at Josh Homme for a while, right? I think they're still mad at him. Uh, what it, is it just because he kicked yeah. that photographer? That didn't help. And then, uh, <laughs> I don't know. You know, is he the how, one that's like a gun nut and far right? No, that's guy? Jesse Hughes. That, yeah, that's, that's the guy from Eagles, Eagles of yeah. Metal. Yeah. Death Metal. Eagles of Death Metal. Yeah, I was confused. Yeah. Look, I have been a Josh fan, I would say even fanboy for a very long time. Now I just, I admire his musicianship. I'm not friends with him in the way that you are all friends with everybody on your list, but he's somebody in my like orbit of people I know. Um, so he's like, he's just a really great songwriter and a really great guitar player. I don't know what's going on in his personal life other than what he sings about, you know, cause it, this whole record is, is, kind of a sad dad record like I'm going through a breakup and it's fucking up my family and all of that so um but there's just something to his songwriting ability I've just it's resonated with me for like 23 years now 25 years so um I I love it yeah this was this the first single off this album no emotion sickness was i don't even know if this is a single oh yeah and the reason i picked this is because one it's not a single and two if you were to listen to this on vinyl it's the end of side one and it has this crescendo at the end that i think is probably one of my favorite endings to like side one of a record that i've i've had because it just goes off in a very different direction towards the end and it builds to this thing and then when you flip the record over to listen to side two all of a sudden you're in purgatory and it's just such a like neat feeling it's i'm gonna sound so pretentious but it's like it's audio storytelling with music and it just it's fascinating to me yeah this is a great song yeah with queens of the stone age i always usually really love the first single and then there will be one song on the album where i'm like that's probably not going to be a single but i fucking love that like one of my favorite Queens of the Stone Age songs is "You've Got a Killer Scene There, Man." Oh yeah, that they don't even think they play that live. I love that song so fucking much. Uh uh uh. uh and also too, like, they're one of the few bands around now that are an album band. Like everybody wants to make a single only, 
and they really are the whole, you know, the song starts here and it ends at the end of the record. It's it's a whole experience. Yeah. There, a lot of my favorite bands, that's what they do. Uh, and there's a lot of stuff that I that was my favorite music and songs that I probably like better than some of the songs on my list that I w- wanted to put on here, but just didn't because it was like, oh, this is from this is a song from a great album or this is a great album I love this year. So I don't and I can't pick a song because I love all of the songs underneath fully like the new cattle decapitation record. Uh, a lot of the jazz that came out this year. It's like, I can't pick one song off of this. But I feel like that's fine because I don't know if I've seen a year-end list that didn't have cattle decapitation on it already. (laughs) So I don't want to just, like, retread the same ground that every other, you know, list has walked, obviously. (laughs) I just want to point out, the lyric here that resonated with me is I made to parade with the mess that you made and if I followed you I'd be lost too I mean it's um it's crazy he's talking to Stevie Nicks people don't even I read that in an interview (laughs) (laughs) and he's yeah he recorded the song in his bathroom yeah when they play it live he just stares at her while saying all those words (laughs) it's weird that she keeps showing up for that Did you go to Queens of the Stone Age last night? Yeah, Stevie Nicks was there. Oh, she's always there. You aren't a real fan if you don't know that. This is the kind of like, it kind of just drifts off into this like totally different vibe than what it started with and just goes off and then fades away. And then it it goes into a very different, different type of song, which I think is about surviving cancer. So, you know, it's a, it's a journey. Yeah, and if we believe the teachings of everything, everywhere, all at once, somewhere they are still playing that song. I love the idea that the infinite fade means there is a a board somewhere, and you just find the right track, and every song is on there still playing. <laughs> you're like, oh, yep, there's uh, there's the Eagles. I can fade that back down. They're playing at the same time, but you can still <laughs> yeah. hear each one perfectly. <laughs> Very <Yeah>. weird. <laughs> so, all right, who... Who do I want to talk about next? Hey, let's talk about some people who are in a band who I do actually know. My friends, Portugal the Man, put out a new album this year that was very sweetly called Chris Black Changed My Life. Chris Black was uh, the hype man in Portugal the Man, and uh, he was a good friend of mine. He watched my dog for a while when we had a dog-related emergency. He's a great dude, and he passed away in 2019, and it was very sad. And uh, it's still very sad. And uh, so, yeah, this album (laughs) is called Chris Black Changed My Life. This song, though, really is really fun, and it has the added bonus of having a really fun (laughs) video to go with it. Yeah, Tank Dog. Tank Dog was created for this album, and you see a lot of Tank Dog on their promo stuff for this album. 
And I get this is probably where like John Gorley lives in like where this video is taking place because it looks Alaska as fuck. And <laughs> yeah, there's a yeah, lot of snow great. and there's a lot of uh, I, I, the tank dog at one point kind of is I did a rotting with a bunch of sled dogs. It's kind of fun. I, I enjoyed that. A dog with being pulled by a bunch of dogs. If I'm not mistaken, one of John's parents competed in the Iditarod, I believe. Oh, shit. That's That's nuts. That blows my mind that anyone (laughs) has ever competed in the Iditarod. I have a friend who's, like, big on... I don't know if he's ever competed, but he's, like, huge in the Iditarod scene. I'm sorry. uh, What? He's very involved in it. He's a poet and and humorist, a comic I know from L.A. Uh, His name is Alex Stein. He's not that Alex Stein or the other Alex Stein. There's a... I know a lot of Alex Steins. Um, I'm just trying to understand how everything you're saying is not a bit. Like, how is it you know somebody (laughs) who's big in the Iditarod scene as a humorist? Actually, I know him through Rick Shapiro. (laughs) What is happening right now? And and so now you're not going to be like, but not that Rick Shapiro. You're like, no, No, that Rick Shapiro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the the only Rick Shapiro you're aware of, probably. We were doing a commercial real estate deal. <laughs> Andy, what? I was securing the air rights over certain uh, tall buildings so that I could put up billboards, uh, but only to advertise for the band Wilbur on the <laughs> I-95. <laughs> that is, those are Mountain Goats lyrics. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) sounds like it so yeah everybody check out uh dummy by portugal the man is the name of that song that song is great yeah the whole album's really really good is the album i have a question go ahead i haven't listened to the album yet but i love this song it's a lot of fun it's but it's also i don't know it seems whatever is the album like it's about a very personal thing it's about grief right is does it is it heavy i have It's not. Are there any warnings I need to heed going into? No, it's like it's not as heavy as you'd expect. It's more of a celebration, you know. Okay. It's not like the album's not not gonna bum you out. And also, when I saw them at Hollywood Bowl this year, I met fucking Paul Williams. That's amazingly cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was. I was there with Jeff and Angie, and I pointed, and I didn't like recognize like. I, I couldn't place the name at first, but I was like, that is someone very famous. And Jeff looks and goes, I think that's one of Portugal, the man's producers. And I was like, I feel like he's more famous than that. Like, I, I feel like <laughs> there are bigger things happening. And then he goes on stage and is like, hey, remember when I wrote Rainbow Connection and all those other fucking songs? Say, <laughs> if you don't know who Paul Williams is, all you need to know is Rainbow Connection. And then then you'll know who he is. And he was the nicest guy. Like, he was so happy to take a picture with us. He was so sweet. It was great. Get him on the show. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sure. Ask him to the show. Send him a DM on Twitter. I'm sure that I'm sure that'll <laughs> work out. And Elsa, too, just in case uh, maybe you want to know a little more uh, about the Paul Williams guy, he also wrote the Love Boat theme. The Love Boat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. There's a little old place where we can <laughs> row a boat. Yep, that's it. You nailed it. Right? Yeah. 
Travis. The Pretenders. Is it back? No, it's, oh, Andy? No, it's Andy. It's back to Andy. Back to Andy. Oh. Give us a song, Andy. Okay, well, uh, we'll go with another person I know. Uh, Lily Taylor is a friend of mine from college who lives in Texas and is a really great uh, musician. And this song is called Oh This from her 2023 album Amphora, which I just fucking love. It's a terrific record. It's so beautiful and, again, kind of haunting. And, again, probably something you might be surprised that I have on my list, Travis. <laughs> Everything on your list surprised me except Wilbur. I mean, this sounds like <laughs> this sounds like it would be in a movie trailer. So, in that right? regard, I can picture it being something you would listen to. Or like a really fancy chocolate bar commercial. Yeah, this this is the kind of song. Ooh, yeah, this is the kind of song that plays in a trailer for a movie where the trailer is the best part of the movie. <laughs> and you're like, man, with that fucking and song, and, like, I thought that and was going to be because of the cool. song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, some indie movie that's like coming in just under the wire before awards season. That you know, and a Mark Ruffalo's in it. But he's not playing the Hulk, but he's playing the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a cool song. Yeah, I just have a production, the like the sparseness of the music. Can I make a recommendation to you if you've never listened to it? Uh, the lead yeah. singer, the coat hangers, uh, Julia Kugel. Oh, she records under the name Julia Julia. And she put out an album last year called Derealization. And it's, yes, that it's album is great. <laughs> very much this vibe. It's so fucking yeah. good. Yeah, that was on my list of best albums last year. Because she's done a few things like that, and I think that's like the best version of it so far. Yeah, I've only seen Lily perform a couple times since college, and one was at the Hotel Cafe uh, in like 2010 in LA or something. But oh, that's back I, yeah, when this I album was playing the Hotel Cafe. Boy, those were good. <laughs> oh, times. really? Yeah. I never played Hotel Cafe. I played it as a, in a part of a band that ruined a 20-year friendship. <laughs> oh, was it Nirvana? It was, yeah, that that we 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 never really took the photo, but it was very much implied that the minus was over me. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. It's all right. It all worked. I'll out. never minus you, Travis. I will only plus you. <laughs> oh well, whatever. Never minus. Oh, got him. Man. <laughs> yeah, they shouldn't have put jalapenos in your mac and cheese, man. You know, it. it, it you know what? It's it's kind of that level. We were recording, and I asked for a vegan sandwich, and they wouldn't bring me one. And so then, like a fight broke out, and like it was a whole Wait, thing. For real? <laughs> yes, for real. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I was in a band yeah. called Vegan Sandwich Fight for a while. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I saw you guys open for Screeching Weasel. I think so. Yeah, and Homeless Moses. Mm-hmm. And shiny butthole. <laughs> yeah, shiny butthole. Homeless Moses was an actual band name. I was in Minneapolis for a concert with two friends of mine from South Dakota. And yeah, Wilbur was playing. Well, we were in line to go into uh, 
First Avenue, which meant we were lined up next to 7th Street Entry, and a band called Homeless Moses was playing 7th Street Entry that night. And for the rest of the night, we just told people we were Homeless Moses. That's amazing. <laughs> and it was... That's awesome. It was fun. Did you get free drinks? No, we got chased into an elevator by two homeless women. Oh. Were they Moseses? Oh, they were actually homeless Moses. <laughs> yeah, they, they parted our, our lie. <laughs> I went to 7th Street Entry once for those Darlins when they played there when I was in town visiting once. And that's the only I've never been to First Ave. I've only been to 7th Street Entry. I saw Audio Slave at First Avenue. Man, I was supposed to see the fucking Mountain Goats at First Ave. And who I saw Ryan Adams there. And I think that's it. I think I've only been there twice. I've still never been to your fine city. So at some point I got to make that on a list. You got to come. We'll go see Wilbur. And next time Wilbur has a show. You come out, we'll go see Wilbur, and then we'll go to First Ave, and then we'll go to uh, Paisley Park like I did with Adam. I love and it. And then we'll get and you I'll, a vegan sandwich. There's so many good vegan spots. And I'll look at you know, and I'll say, I can't believe we're here, which is the name of my next song by Jay Maskus. <laughs> here. Hey, speaking of people I know, Claire O'Kane's in this video. Yes, she is. This video makes me like the song less. Yeah, I, I was going to say that. Sucks. Damascus video take 19. That's David Cross speaking if you're listening to the David audio. David Cross, great. Yeah, nice it's, mansion, bro. it's one of those a bunch of comics dancing around and whooping it up kind of videos for people not watching at home. But what makes me hate it so much is how serious Fred Armisen is taking Yeah. It's like you are not a fucking musician, dude. I don't care if you're in a band. No one thinks of you as a fucking musician. Calm down with your stupid rectangle guitar and your fucking practice drums and your Yeah, he's playing drums. It's like, stop. Jay Mascus doesn't need your fucking help. It's almost yeah. like they said yeah, like, like Oh, go ahead. It's insulting that this we have Dinosaur Jr. right. That's who Jay Maskus has played with, and we're gonna. Fred Armisen is not Dinosaur Jr. Fred Armisen <laughs> is not Murph. Fred Armisen is not Lou Barlow. Get the fuck out of here, Fred Armisen. He's not even Dinosaur the Third. You know what I'm saying? He's not a junior. <laughs> He's. Uh, the song is great because it very much is a Jay Maskus. If you like Dinosaur Jr., nine times out of ten, you like Jay Maskus solo stuff. Uh, unless he gets, like, real sad with an acoustic guitar, in which case you still like it. It's just different than what you thought you were going to get. Um, but this video seems like they said, I feel like it's like a meta comment on how TikTokers will be, like, doing their daily life while making content. So it's like everybody's doing some dumb activity while they're making this music video and now we get fred armison playing the solo no no i think he just wanted to show no. off that he figured it out he's like it's this 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 is it right <laughs> and that's what i hate that's what i hate yeah yeah it's annoying it's like the it's like the imagine video the celebrity imagine video but with like <laughs> much lesser known celebrities Celebrities is really stretching the definition in this. Like these are <laughs> these are people who have appeared in things that you're like, oh, I know that face. Yeah. 
So, but I, I like it, and I'm always kind of a, a Jay Maskis, uh, not yeah. apologist, but I'm always a fan whenever he puts something out. You don't need to apologize for Jay Maskis. He's done nothing wrong. Yeah, you should watch that Dinosaur Junior documentary, and you might have a different. Oh, I'm, oh, sure, I'm yeah. sure he's done. I'm sure he's done bad. <laughs> yeah, now I want to watch that. that. Dinosaur Junior was just him for a while. Well, Dinosaur Junior, uh, essentially, like the documentary is about like here's how the band started, and then it's like, well, why did everybody leave the band at one point? And he's like, oh, I would get like bored on tour and just psychologically torture them, and you're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can see how that would get tiring after a while. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, after a while. Yeah, uh, being locked in the same like Motel 6 everywhere you go, and this guy is just like, I think what you play is terrible. And you're like, uh, <laughs> we, we're going to replace you with a drum machine. What do you think about that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I've seen Dinosaur. I, hey, only concert I went to this year, I think. Dinosaur Jr. and Clutch. I still haven't seen him. Dinosaur Jr. is the loudest band. Dinosaur Jr. Live is... It's an experience. They weren't the loudest band I've seen, but... Well, I've told this story a couple times on the pod. I was on my way to a Dinosaur Jr. concert, and my friend Doug, shout out to Doug, I love you, Doug, his muffler fell off his car, and he was like, well, we got to turn around. This is going to be way too loud to like finish this trip. It's like, we're going to see dinosaur junior and this muffler is too loud for you. Like maybe we should turn around pal. And we did, we did not go see dinosaur junior and I have yet to see them. I love that song though. It's so good. Like, yeah, it's a great song. Like that is, I mean, it sounds, it sounds like dinosaur junior, you know, it does. It's very dino junior. Yeah. It's very DJ. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like no one else really sounds like that. Maybe, I mean, there's a couple like alt country type bands, maybe, but that's the thing that's crazy about the documentaries. He goes like, oh, the idea was just like country, but extremely loud. And yeah. I'm like, oh my God, why did I never figure that <laughs> yeah. out? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they sound like a, a, a more punk rock Neil Young kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I fucking love them. Like the first Dinosaur Jr. song I heard, because I got, I caught on to them really, really late in life. And yeah. it was whatever the first song on your living all over me is. Ooh. And, yeah. and I heard that intro and I was like, well, this voice is definitely going to match what I'm hearing right now. Right? No, no. No. I was like, that's fucking, that sounds like Neil Young. God damn it. So good. Yeah, can we just talk about our favorite Dinosaur Jr. songs now? Oh, for sure. People yeah, should almost nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking love Dinosaur Jr. Yeah, listen to more Dinosaur Jr. They're so good. Yeah. What do I even have left? Hey, Jenny Lewis. She put out an album this year called Joy All. Weird title. It's on a jazz label. It's on Blue Note. Yeah. <laughs> but, Who, by the way, put out a ton of terrific records this year. But it's not a jazz album. It's just, it's just a, it's a Jenny Lewis album. Like we, when we were listening to this before the show started, Fleetwood Mac came up and that's accurate. This sounds like dreams, the like instrumentation. And here's the thing. That's fine. Like we're, I'm going to talk about someone later on in the episode where their music sounding like other people's music is a big, big deal these days. 
Mm-hmm. But like, I think people really discount how common that is. Like musicians more than I think any other form of entertainment are just working with more constraints than most others do. Like, there's always going to be new shit to write jokes about. Art, like, you can just fucking do anything and call it art, and people will be like, hell yeah, that shiny inflatable dog is worth half a million dollars. But, like, there's only so many notes. There's only so many chord progressions. There's only so many instruments. Sometimes Jenny Lewis is going to make a song that sounds like Dreams. I don't give a mm-hmm. fuck. It's still good. <laughs> She's just going to get like a slightly darker Stevie Nicks vibe, you know, like yeah. Sisters of the Moon, but now. I love Jenny Lewis so much. I've never seen her headline in concert. I've seen her open for Ryan Adams, but... I've never seen a full-on Jenny Lewis concert. I never saw Rilo Kylie. And here's the thing. I live in L.A. I should have seen 15 Jenny Lewis concerts by oh, now. Sure, I feel yeah. like I'm just not <laughs> paying enough attention to her socials. You probably saw her at, like, Target yeah. a bunch of times. <laughs> probably, I mean, yeah. A, without knowing it. She's probably... There was a period of time where you could just walk by Spaceland and you're like, oh, Jenny Lewis is playing. Then you could just walk in and it would be happening. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, Jenny Lewis. That song is called Psychos. And And it's a cool video, unlike my last pick. Oh, yeah, the video is pretty neat. (laughs) Yeah. I like when people try with videos still. Andy, what's your next pick? Oh, gosh. How many have I done? Three? Three, where you're on your yeah. fourth, yeah. So this is uh, this is one of my favorite albums of this year. It was put out by a Seattle band called Nesting on, uh, and I don't know anybody in Nesting, but I do know some people involved with the label Chain Letter Collective that put the Nesting album out. The album is called Drag All the Lights Inside, uh, and this my favorite song on it, I think, is Wolves. And um, I don't know, it's you know. <laughs> A lot of the album and a lot of this song in particular sound kind of familiar. It's sort of what we were just talking about, about there's only so many notes, there's so many, so much this or that with music, but there's different things you can do with the combinations yeah. and the weird, you know, like we were talking about with glitch grunge. And I think this is a song that sort of in the album it, in general, I think exemplifies like, you know, innovation in familiar sounds and familiar styles. Um, and I really love this song. Yeah, I love the intimacy of like his breath on the mic, you know. Jesus! Oh boy, there are wolves in the yard, and they come for the baby. I mean, with that happens, you just got to give them. You got to give them the baby. When wolves show up, you and they want the baby, just give them the baby. Yeah. You can make another baby. You can't make another you. It's technically the wolf's land. Yeah. You know? True. <laughs> yeah. It's true. They were here first. Yeah. That's why sharks never get prosecuted. What the fuck are you doing in the ocean? Wouldn't yeah, stand your water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
You're in their refrigerator, bro. Get out. I just, I really love what he does vocally with yep. the instrumentation, the hesitation, and then it builds into this swell. Yeah, I like that. I love that lyric. Let them come and we'll bury them in the garden. <laughs> the babies or the wolves? Or like orgasms. Open to interpretation, bro. <laughs> That's true, man. That's what's so great about art. It looks like he might mean the babies from the video. Yeah. <laughs> this is a really good headphone album. Very good headphones record. Yeah. I can tell because I'm listening to it through really good headphones. Oh, yeah. This is a good fucking song. And a right lot here. of this. Yeah, isn't it? It's yeah. so fucking good. Yeah, that's a I really good song. It might be my favorite song. It might be my number one favorite song of the year. It wasn't uh, the original title 1 800 I Feel Like Wolves? <laughs> Yeah, it was when you got wolves, you call 1 800, I feel like wolves. Yeah. Uh, ex ask for the babies. <laughs> ask for the baby exterminators, and they show up. And they, they, don't, they don't exterminate babies, they're babies who are exterminators. <laughs> yeah. yeah Again, they very great. They're like, I see they got a wolf problem. <laughs> and it pulls back, and. Uh, Dude, behind you! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Look out! It's a wolf baby. <laughs> oh, that part was cool. <laughs> Put a fucking bag over his head at the end of the video. Yeah, it is. It is not a sunny record. <laughs> no, it, it seems like it's not going to be. Uh, at least the album, because that song is certainly a fucking bummer. I mean, it's not a bummer. It's a really good song. Yeah. All right, Travis. What is your next pick? So I'm, I'm doing a, a little bit outside of our rules of like music release this year. So my, f I have a few friends who are very big fans of the band Big Wreck, which I've, I've known who they are and I've seen them a few times, but I went to go see them perform live and they performed this song Albatross, which came out in 2014. But this live version of it was just one of my favorite things of all year. I, and like, I was going to say, I was... I was mad at you for pulling some deadhead type shit here with the like, well, it's technically a new version of the song, uh, but I fucking love this. It's so good. And the video that I linked to, the lady is literally standing right in front of me. She's it, she's filming it because I let her stand in front of me to do it. And while this song is amazing and his slide playing is unbelievable. The lady who filmed this video becomes very fascinated by the fact that Rick Springfield is in the rafters and starts zooming in on him. <laughs> and that's very yeah. funny to me. <laughs> so this is not a Fleetwood Mac cover then? No, but it, he is Lindsey Buckingham good on guitar. Because Fleetwood Mac does have an instrument. Well, yeah, because in the video, he leaves at one point and two people come in to replace him. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm sorry, you were saying Fleetwood Mac does have a song called Albatross? Yeah, they do have an instrumental from their blues era called Albatross. Oh, yeah. And Corrosion of Conformity famously has a song called Albatross, which... Uh, which is a Fleetwood Mac yeah. cover. Yes. Fleetwood Mac covered the Corrosion of Conformity song. Yeah, the Corrosion of Conformity song, if I am to believe Pepper Keenan, is about getting high as a motherfucker. And that's what he says before he plays it live every time. <laughs> There's also the band An Albatross, which I don't think ever released a song called Albatross, but I don't know. Well, that's a missed opportunity. Right? Oh, this song... This song's sad as shit, man. Uh, in terms of friends I know and what it means to them. And um, it's very, I don't know. The Big Wreck is a great, great band. I think Ian gets compared to Chris Cornell a lot, but I don't think it's in a derivative way. I think they just both have very powerful rock voices. Yeah. So, yeah, no, this is not the Fleetwood Mac song. <laughs> this show was so incredible because, you know, when you go and you see a band and the audience is, like, very much in their 40s or older, yeah. nobody had a dip in energy. Nobody was looking to go home. This band played for 90 minutes straight. And I was the one of the few people in the audience who didn't know every word to every song. I was just like getting my face melted by the musicianship. So I can't recommend seeing Big Wreck live enough if uh, they're in the wheelhouse of what you enjoy. Oh, yeah. Now I see Rick Springfield. Yeah. There Sorry, is. Travis. <laughs> yeah, Rick Springfield showed up. So <laughs> Can't pay attention to this song. Rick, Rick Springfield's here. He's oh, more she is in tight on Rick Springfield. Yeah. She zooms in yeah. real hard. Yeah. She's trying to get this footage to TMZ, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool song. Yeah, this. Yeah. Watching this video really, it really made me miss seeing live music. Like, go see some I, live music. It used music. to be a thing I did so much of, and now I just don't. I'm just like, everybody's getting fucking COVID again, man. True. <clears throat> you know, but. Just wear a mask. You'll be fine. Mask up. Yeah. Me and Travis go to shows. Why don't why aren't you more like yeah. me and Travis? In fact, I was standing there and I was like, you know what? Last time I was here in the Troubadour, I was with my buddy Adam watching Steve Earl. That's right. Uh, mm -hmm. And I wasn't there for that. Mm -mm. Nor were you there for Metallica at mm. Sophie Stadium. Good old Sophie. She's a good lady. I don't know yeah. why they named a stadium after her, but she must have done something good. We saw Steel Beans. We did before he blew, blew up. Yeah. Before he started being the opening act for Tool. Yeah. That guy's Whoa. great. He's so good. It's fun. That was a really fun show. When he played Shimmy Shimmy Ya, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, oh, this is what I want. This is the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't he also? Oh, is that the baby you wanted raw or whatever? Yeah. ODB song that he did? Yeah. yeah. That was great. Yeah. That was so much fun. 
Yeah, I think I put that on my Instagram. You did. You did, you did. Yeah, that was a fun time. At the Sardine, where we've we've done shows since then. That's true. That's kind of one of your uh, your local haunts now. Yeah, I wouldn't mind doing a regular show there just because I can't I can't drive to LA to do ten minute <laughs> sets. Like, come on. Like that's a thing where even if I'm being paid, which I'm not, but like ugh, no. Uh, while I was at that big rec show, I saw TikTok's own Jacob Gibbons, everybody. He was there enjoying oh, the I don't, same band. I yeah. don't know who that is. Uh, I have no idea who that is. Oh, Jacob was a L.A. comic for a long time, and he blew up on, on TikTok doing kind of uh, commenting about bands. I, I would assume people who listen to oh, us talk about I, music also know Jacob. Uh, I know. The, okay. I, yes. Yeah. I know the guy you're talking about now. Oh, so he's what we should be. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Yes, yeah, I, absolutely. I, I've been striving to be Jacob Givens for many years now. Internally, I can just, see that just with how I deal with people. <laughs> so it's time for everyone's last song of the year. I want to talk about Olivia Rodrigo. I am a big fan of the music of Olivia Rodrigo. I think she writes really fucking interesting songs. I'm picking Vampire just because it was. The first single from the new album. I actually, I like this album better than the first one. But uh, she gets a lot of heat for plagiarism, which on the one hand is warranted, but on the other hand, like, where was it when we're like still calling Kurt Cobain like the voice of his generation? Like... Yeah. yeah. Kurt famously even admitted, like, oh, God, I'm kind of ripping off the Pixies here. Oh, I mean, we did that episode of Heart Shaped Pod that was about, like, we very kindly called it the influences episode. <laughs> I think we were very generous <laughs> in every way that we related to that band. But it was just example after example of Nirvana blatantly ripping off. Not just bands that came before them, but like contemporaries. Yeah, yeah. Like compared to like Oasis, who is another band. Who, like I call Olivia Rodrigo the Oasis of her generation, because like it's that kind of thing where with those two, you hear the song and you're like, oh, I know what that sounds like. Like that's like Oasis when they rip shit off. It was like really blatant. They would rip off like. Stevie Wonder songs and think they were going to get away with it. Meanwhile, Nirvana was ripping off like, and I have for the record a column up on my Substack right now about all of this. It's about the Olivia Rodrigo plagiarism stuff and a bunch of examples that prove you probably shouldn't care about that as much as you do if you do. And one of the videos I put in that column is a comparison between the Nirvana song Very 8 and a song called Kanishka by a super obscure South American indie rock band called Los Brujos. Yeah, we talked about that. We did the show ages ago. Yeah. Yeah. And it could not be more fucking blatant. And like, to me, 
That's different than Olivia Rodrigo having a riff that sounds like an Elvis Costello song. Where everyone's like, oh, that sounds like Pump It Up. It's like, yeah, no shit, fuckface. Like, you think she's the first person to steal that riff? Isn't she 20? She's 20. And I bring this up in my column. One thing that never comes up when people accuse Olivia Rodrigo of plagiarism is her fucking producer. It's a guy named Dan Nigro. N-I-G-R-O. He's in his 40s. He used to front a fucking indie rock band in the early 2000s. And it's like, who do you think is bringing that, like, vague memory of a butthole surfer song to the studio? Do you think it's Olivia Rodrigo (laughs) or do you think it's her 40-something producer who used to be in indie rock bands? It's not her. Like, it's her fucking producer she's still a young artist like that's how you learn how to do shit is by ingesting this stuff that inspires you and the longer you do it the less obvious it is yeah yeah that even yeah i have this in the the column also but that came up like when her first album came out that song that people say she stole from elvis costello that's the first riff on the first song on the album so, like, immediately people were like, ah, gotcha. And someone tweeted about it, and Elvis Costello replied and was like, yeah, that's what everyone does. He was like, yeah. I don't care yeah. at all about this. And, like, of course, yeah, the do only— Do you know what culture is? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I've, I fuck with Olivia Rodrigo. I like both of her albums a whole lot. I like this album better than the last one. If you're looking for some album cuts, Love is Embarrassing— is really good. Pretty isn't pretty. It's good stuff. I fucking, she's, she's good. I like her more than Taylor Swift. I know they're very, very, they're very similar, but also I've, I've never texted Travis and Andy and been like, you're not going to believe this, but this Taylor Swift song sounds like the butthole surfers, but get him back by Olivia Rodrigo sounds like pepper by the butthole surfers. Not unless you downed two more of those St. Ives hundred <laughs> milligram THC drinks. That would be the only way you would do that. I mean, I've considered it since then. <laughs> also, even if you did do that, what are the odds that you would send me, Hey, this Taylor Swift song sounds like a butthole surfer song while I'm in a hospital waiting on a colonoscopy. Exactly. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. And that did only all Olivia happen. Rodrigo can bring that. <laughs> that did all happen yeah. very recently. And yeah, if, if nothing else, read my column for that. I wish I was the one who noticed how much that song sounds like a butthole surfers song, but it was some Reddit user. But I do think there's an example in my column that I'm the only one who spotted because here's the thing, the Venn diagram between people who pre-ordered Olivia Rodrigo's first album on vinyl and people who can spot the main guitar line from an album cut from a 1987 Tom Waits album, like a mile away, they're, they're usually way far apart. So I don't blame it's, anyone. It's for literally it. one person. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's one person. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that might that might just, I might be the only person who heard Hope You're Okay by Olivia Rodrigo and went, hey, wait a minute. That's a Tom Waits song. Well, to be fair, it's two people. It's Adam and Olivia Rodrigo's producer. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, I do. Th- I I touch on that in the column too. Like that, I think that's your demon when you're looking into why. Like who who of those two do you think 
was obsessed enough with the OK Computer album to rip off No Surprises by Radiohead. Tom Waits. <laughs> that might have been Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah. I know. That's a great yeah. fucking album. Hey, Andy. So, oh. It's your final pick, bud. Wait, one more thing. AdamToddBrown.substack.com. Go read it, please. Oh, boom. Yeah. Andy, what's your last song? Uh, well, first of all, I want to point out that uh, earlier Travis said the Pixies. Wow. It had to do with the so, grammar leading up and saying Pixies. If mm-hmm. I had said mm-hmm. sure. a okay. ripped off Pixies, it would have sounded a little awkward. And I did self-critique myself as I said it. But I was like, grammatically, it flows. <laughs> I know. I saw like, you yeah. make a yeah. face. <laughs> <laughs> A wind rushed through the room. I probably, in fact, I probably, (laughs) I probably wouldn't have brought it up if I didn't catch the face you made when you said it. Andy, what's your last pick? Okay, so I'm calling an audible. I'm doing what I always do. I was originally going to have my last pick be Timber by Artemis, which is an all-woman jazz ensemble that released a really terrific album this year. But I'm going to stick with my theme of people I know, and I'm going to call an audible, and I'm going to go with Octave Cat's orange incense also to counteract all the sad picks that i have okay well i guess we aren't listening to that the links in there what the links in the notes it's right under yeah it's right under artemis oh well Sorry. you didn't write anything next to it i know i i didn't want to type and make a bunch of noise on my keyboard but i forgot i could have just muted myself okay i'm bad at podcasting so you know these people Oh, that's fun. Yeah, well, I know Jesse Miller from this group is a guy I know from high school who's also probably more well-known as a member of the jam band Lotus. Uh, but this is his another project he has with two other people called Octave Cat, and it's... I love it. And it's, it's a chill, ha- have a good time, relax, everything's fine <laughs> piece of music compared to the other things that I have on my list. There's a, a rap music producer named Pete Rock who used to do this thing where he would play the song that he got like the main sample from. Like he would play a snippet of the real song first and then it would go into like his version where he sampled it. This sounds like one of those songs he would play at the beginning of his songs where he'd be like, you can't oh, nice. believe this is what made this very this chill. This also sounds like I got I went yeah. to like this the is, new hip coffee house. Yeah. And they're just streaming the like lo-fi trip hop playlist and this is on it. Yeah. Yeah. This is a really good it's called the album's called Sprezzatura and it's really good like it's just a really good chill album to put on all the way through. And it, it got a lot of play from me this year. <laughs> For when I wasn't, when I was trying to not indulge my sadness. Yeah, this is like I called one eight hundred. I feel like shit, and they recommended this. <laughs> this feels like what Andre three thousand listened to and went, "I got to make a flute record." <laughs> Did any of you listen to that flute record? I still have. I did. Not. I love it. I know I'm being a hater, but. That's, that's another one that I would have put on my list if it wasn't just like, no, the whole album. 
And if I knew Andre 3000, you know, I, I would probably I just like, assume hey, my buddy do. Andre's got a record out. Yeah, yeah. I just call him A3K because we're real close. Mm. I hate to tell you this, Travis, but we all call him that. Oh, damn. He just makes oh, you well. feel special. Yeah, I could see that or, now that you say it. Yeah. Can you start calling me A2K? No. No. Okay. Andy, no. <laughs> no? <What>? Okay. <laughs> Why would you even ask that of us? Yeah, come on. It's so offensive. A, a half K? <sighs> that I, I like. mean, you're. Yeah, okay. Okay. Can we just call you okay? <laughs> sure. Ah, <laughs> oh, God, I miss okay, Cola. What's okay, uh, Cola? Is that a band? It was a cold. You remember that from the nineties? It was the Gen X quote, Gen Ooh. X Cola. Mm, Jolt Cola was my like, Gen X Cola. Really like, yeah, uh, yeah. Jo- Jolt. I, all right, yeah. I swear I'm not making this up. Yeah, I drank Jolt when I wanted to get extreme. Yeah, that was the, that was the whole jam. Uh, well, that was the whole thing. So, okay, wasn't about being extreme. It was about being like whatever, man. Yeah, Travis, Ooh. I feel like you could be a little more okay right now. You know, you know, that's a good point. I don't, I don't. I don't fault either of you for saying so. Travis, are you okay? Are you okay, Travis? It's <sighs> a question I have to ask myself every day. And the answer usually comes in the form of some obscure band that I, I already forgot the name of. But Adam, did you end up finding this? this yeah, song? do you want me to do you want me to play it now? Yeah, just play it. And I feel like it's a really short song and it, you should just probably listen to the whole the thing. The name of the band will come to us as we yeah. listen to it, I'm sure. Here we go. Is that no? Well, I wanted more than I could say. I wanna. God damn it! Oh, it's Syphilis Bear! This is gonna be the one that gets us the copyright strike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this act is too big. This is major label lawyers you're messing with now. <laughs> this is my first time hearing it through headphones. This this is a headphone song. Oh my god. You know what? Scratch it. Scratch everything on my Just list. This is my number one of the year. <laughs> oh, that was pretty. That was pretty great. That is SB and the boys. <laughs> <laughs> song is called Hug SB Andy. SB and the boys. And uh, what's it called? It's called Hug Andy. Yeah, it's called Hug Andy. It's by <laughs> SB and the boys. We should certainly make that available as like a digital download somewhere. Oh, that's for a, sure. That's a thing we can do on Patreon now. Yeah, and you should see the album cover. It's really good. I just sent it to you, Andy. You'll, you'll be able to look at it. <laughs> Is it in the chat? No, no, it's, it's, I had to text it to you. The chat won't let me put fo- photos in. Yeah, it's on your phone, Andy. <laughs> I'm looking. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just amazed at how thin you made me. <laughs> 
Yeah, you you look great. You look fantastic. I do. This is the best I've ever looked. <laughs> I'm a fucking snack in this album cover art. Oh my god. Well, that was fun. Oh, uh, this is now, Andy. You I'm play a song you wrote for typed. Travis. <laughs> now I feel terrible that I. Yeah, here it is. It's called Wayne 100. I feel like shit. <laughs> I wrote it for Travis. I texted uh, oh Adam God. when we were talked about doing this. I was like, I feel like I want to do a song as syphilis bear for, for Andy. Is that too much? And he was like, no, you need to do it. How can I help? <laughs> yeah. I had, without question. Of course, that's not too much. That was so great. Oh, this is, this is the best. This is the best present a boy could receive. <laughs> oh, wow. Did you do this art? Who did this art? AI helped me with the art, but I put your face oh, on Oh, you yeah. son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this project's canceled. It's got that AI stink on it now. Uh, so thank you both. That is our episode. That's all the best music of 2023. Number one song, Hug Andy by SB and the Boys. SB and the Boys. <laughs> Number one song of 2023, SB and the Boys, Hug Andy. What do we have to plug before we get out of here? I just talked about my Substack a bunch. Go check that out. And also, we, we got a pre-sale going for a bunch of shirts and hard drives in the store. You don't show dot link slash store. Go buy some stuff by the end of the month, and we'll send it to you in January. Christmas in January, baby. What else do we got to plug? Uh, you can still listen to my book, Stone's Throw by R.J. Jagger. If you go on Audible, I think you get to listen to it for free. It's very uh, lengthy. So if you're in the if you got a road trip coming up and you want to hear a pulpy detective novel narrated like a old timey radio play, that'd be fun for you. Uh, if you're looking to get fit in the new year and you want to work out to some Marvel superheroes giving you inspiration, check out Marvel Move. I am the voice of Nightcrawler. And if you want your, your very own copy of SB and the Boys singing Hug Andy, just uh, message me. I'll send you a link. <laughs> Andy, what do you oh, have Oh, man, plug? I got nothing to plug except for SB and the Boys. Uh, <laughs> and Travis, I love you, Travis. Uh, look good for the boys. Um, that going strong right now. Um, I don't really have anything else. Plug. I got a Spotify playlist with all my favorite songs of the year on it. Uh, buy all the records that I uh, mentioned, and yeah. that's it. Happy holidays. Happy. I don't know. New Year. If I don't. If I'm not back on before then. Yeah. Who knows? I love you guys. Hey, Back we love you. you. And let's get the fuck out of here. Andy, say goodbye. Goodbye. Travis, say goodbye. Well, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. We love you. <laughs> <laughs>